1: then we came to the center and you were playing full back up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you can watch out in the weight room. And you could pick up you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I run it back, back to the type of
4: And a big good morning to you and yours. This is the Martin Houston Show on Tide One Hundred Point Nine. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show. I am Joe Gaither, sitting in for Martin Houston this morning, and Jacob Harrison on the other side of the glass, punching the right buttons and getting us fired up this morning. You can get in touch with the show on Twitter at Tide One Hundred Nine at Tide One Hundred Nine, or find myself on Twitter at Joe Gaither Six. And Jacob is at Jacob Harrison2J's and 2N. Send us all your thoughts, questions, comments, queries, and most importantly, your complaints to those several Twitter accounts and let us know how we're doing this morning. You can be a part of the show by calling the Chaco Casa Hotline. It's always open for business. 205-342-9904. Good morning. We got a lot to get into today. Uh, it was kind of a busy Tuesday in sports yesterday, so we're here to kind of recap some of that and look ahead to the weekend. We want to hear from you out there, uh, fans of the Martin Houston Show. If you have a, if you want to call in with your score prediction for the Alabama Georgia game on Saturday at two thirty, give us a call on that hotline. Or if you want to let us know who your player of the game will be this weekend, let us know on the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904. Jacob, good morning. How's your day going so far?
5: It's one of those mornings where getting out of bed was a little difficult, but I'm still happy to be here.
4: Absolutely. Always happy to be on this side of the dirt and hanging out, talking about some sports. Jacob, big sports day yesterday. Uh, depends on kind of what you're into. But the Braves, they won the, a pretty close game with the, over the Dodgers, 8-7, to seven, taking a Two zero series lead in the uh, I, th- I believe they're in the uh, championship r- division. Cha- they're in the they're in the division championship round, nationally the league championship round. So they're playing to get to the World Series. So this is it's it's setting up nicely for the Atlanta narrative. One more win to go three zero, and then an epic Braves collapse is sure to come. I'll
5: take we your also word had,
4: had for it. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I mean I'm just. It's the Atlanta narrative. They're just setting it up. And they're gonna be up big in that in that fourth game, too. Uh, so if you're into football, like everybody pretty much is on the Martin Houston show, the Titan we have a special edition of Tuesday night NFL. Uh, the Titans defeated the Buffalo Bills forty two to sixteen. Derrick Henry got himself into the end zone twice and onto the highlight reel in your Twitter timelines. Uh, big time with his stiff arm from hell of of, uh, of Josh Norman, throwing him like a rag doll, like a child. Uh, Derrick Henry showing everybody why he was the rushing champ last year. And I believe the Titans, correct me, Jacob, are they not
5: undefeated? They are. They're, they're All one right. of, uh, three teams that uh, came into the week undefeated and won their games, and the Green Bay Packers are still undefeated. However, they are on by. Tighten up. There you go. Tighten up. Good for them. Uh
4: not gonna take too much away from them defeating the Bills on a Tuesday night. Very strange events going on in the NFL as far as positive tests and postponed games. And I uh, just kind of chalk that one up to a weird date there for the Bills. Uh but talking about positive COVID-19 tests and affecting dates and changes, uh, we've already seen one SEC game. Can't not cancel uh, suspended postponed this week. I wrote down canceled on my notes, but that's technically not correct. Missouri and Vanderbilt was postponed to the end of December, I believe December 18th, uh, because Vanderbilt doesn't have enough scholarship players. We kind of touched on it just a moment yesterday before bringing on DC Capstone Report. But uh, the big news yesterday is it may not be the only SEC game that's affected by positive COVID nineteen tests, uh, and it, and it's a big one. This may not of Missouri Vanderbilt boohoo. It's it's postponed. The two biggest names in the SEC, you're postponing their game. So we're all really sad about that. But but LSU in Florida, there's your rivalry, and there's your two cream of the crop programs for the SEC. And for them to be looking at, at suspending this weekend, uh, all options are still on the table. But Florida has ended up with 19 positive COVID-19 tests over the last few days, and they have suspended uh, football operations. They they did not hold practice yesterday. Uh, what does this kind of mean to you? Uh, how big would that be for the conference to be postponing Two of its seven games, two of its seven games, uh, only what four weeks into the season due to positive COVID 19 tests. To me, it would be pretty bad news, Bears, to lose a second conference game in the weekend. Uh, And it presents kind of a problem down the line. Uh, And we'll get into that as we keep talking about this. But I think Florida's outbreak shows. How important it is, and why Nick Saban, uh, probably a week or two before the football season, actually before after fall camp, or a little after fall camp, a little before the actual regular season, Coach Saban opted to change to daily testing, testing the players every day, whether it be the nasal swab or saliva test. Uh, they're testing the players every day to uh, really you know keep good tabs on them and. Uh, it helps with the contact tracing, which is something that Florida is kind of going through right now, not only with the positive tests, but figuring out who was close by and who, uh, you know, who came into exposure with them. I I think it's really uh, speaks to Coach Saban's uh, preparation that, you know, we're going to go to daily testing so that we can maybe get out in front of a potential issue. And, And as you're seeing right now, Vanderbilt with several, with many, many, many uh, players out under the scholarship threshold and Florida kind of flirting on that line as well. Jacob, what was your reaction to hearing Florida having so many positive tests and uh, having to suspend football operations yesterday?
5: I'm um, not going to lie. It was kind of karma. I mean, for Dan Mullen to act like this is just no big deal anymore and let's pack the stands in the efforts to win a friggin' football game. Look, I love football just as much, if not more, than anyone. And, you know, I get it. Having fans is a tactical advantage. However, fans are not the reason Florida lost that game. And and to completely dismiss uh, what is currently going on in the world right now um, so that you can fill your stadium... Uh, it was just an incredibly ignorant thing to say. And now in hindsight, it, you know, it sucks that these players have it. Uh, you know, like, I don't, I wish nobody would get this thing. I wish it'd be done. Uh, but like, you've got to take this thing seriously. Uh, we're we're talking about in the NFL uh, in, in the entire schedule being flipped around for one team having a handful of positive tests. Uh, you, you just saw Vander, Vanderbilt have to cancel their game or postpone it to the end of the season. Uh, and that's probably now what's going to happen to this Florida-LSU game. And uh, that's not that—that's a bad sign for, for Florida because who's to say that LSU doesn't figure things out and get that victory there at the end of the season uh, rather than being down off after the loss to Missouri. So uh, I, it sucks. I hate it for Florida. I really do. They, they were one of my favorite teams coming into the season. Uh, you know, and nobody deserves to have to go through this. But it, it, it seems rather obvious that Dan Mullen wasn't taking this thing as seriously as, huh. as 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 other coaches like Nick Saban. And that's not to say that that every team that has to deal with this isn't taking it seriously. Because I think if any school is taking it seriously, it's Vanderbilt. Uh, they had more opt-outs than anybody. Uh, they've just had a, a real string of bad luck, like they have on the field for decades. <laughs> uh, but. I mean, it really does suck for Florida.
4: Yeah, it sucks for Florida, and you 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 touched on it right there. It's the tone deafness of Dan Mullen uh, after losing the A and M on Saturday, saying, "Oh well, we our, our Governor Ron DeSantis just opened up our state. Let's have ninety thousand people, hundred thousand people in the swamp this Saturday." And it just, uh, it's just, and he was at I read that he was offered. You know, hey, Coach, you can. Are you sure you meant that? And he said, yeah, we want 90,000. It, bl- it really seems like he was blaming the AM loss on the A&M crowd, which, I mean, is a fine crowd. no disre- And at a full capacity is is known to be a tough place to play. But come on now, Coach. That's, that's just ignorant. There's I mean, just- every other
5: season – you, you you play in the SEC, you play in front of 100,000 fans almost yeah. every single week, so you're really going to blame a loss on a, a, a stadium having half of its fans and then yeah, being slightly ruckus when they're known for being very ruckus? You, you cannot be serious.
4: It's a terrible excuse. And especially just in the current climate of the country, and then not to turn around, not 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 what four days later, three or four, three or four days later, and oh man, my house is actually not in order, and we may not be able to play because my house isn't in order. Uh, it, it's kind of ironic. Uh, it's it's kind of it's, no, it's not kind of ironic. It's a lot ironic to just to say, <laughs> but it. it, 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 it it let's look forward and you know get we won't make fun of Danville too much, but look forward and, and see the SEC might be uh, approaching a potential problem. Uh, we've got one built-in SEC makeup date weekend. I believe it's December twelfth. If that's uh, I believe December twelve the the the, this, this, the the week after. The regular season is listed as an open week. And so Vandy and Missouri has already moved to uh, to, to that week. Uh, and so that's great. Then Vandy and Missouri already have a, a makeup date set. And if Florida and LSU have to uh, postpone and, and play on a makeup date, that's probably the date they will choose. But what happens if, uh, you know, Missouri has a second game impacted by COVID 19? Do what happens if you know Florida has a, has a second game impacted by the virus? Do uh, you know <laughs> this is said tongue in cheek, but do these teams schedule a doubleheader on December twelfth to get them in like baseball did? It's, you, you can't quite do that. That's not really fee- feasible. I, I, I wonder what the SEC's plan is if we have to make up multiple dates. Does Florida start forfeiting games after the first rescheduling? That's not quite fair to LSU to have their game resched- potentially rescheduled, and then down the line, maybe a future Florida opponent uh, receives a forfeit win, but LSU does not. Uh, it seems like the SEC is going to is kind of running into a little bit of an issue uh, as far as scheduling this early into the year. Now I say early, but it's really what are we week seven or eight in college football? It's but it's we but it's week four, week four for us. Uh, it's week four for us uh, in the SEC, so it's still early. It was, you know, not even halfway through your season to be starting to bump some games. Uh, you're, you're, you're looking at that open weekend, December 12th, filling up pretty quickly, uh, and, and that can create some problems for the SEC. I'd love to know what the SEC's plan is if we run into multiple weeks that you know Florida has to postpone or Vanderbilt has to postpone uh, do you just miss out on the SEC championship? Is that just the way that goes? The, <laughs> the show moves on without you? Uh, it kind
5: of... Let, hmm. Let's be real. The SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Big 12, the NFL, all of them. The number one most important thing above all else is to play these games on television and yeah. make the money. Uh, be, you know, th- there's enough revenue losses, as, as it were, uh, and that is the number one. That's why you see the NFL not even entertaining the idea of the Titans having to have forfeit, you know, the, the game against the Steelers or the game against the Bills, uh, and why they they shuffled the schedules of seven or eight teams to compensate for what the Titans brought onto the league. Uh, there is no punishment for for any of these teams other than having to play their games just a little bit later. Uh, you 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 should bet on it that if they have to push the SEC championship back, or push the playoffs back, or any other conference championship game back, they will because they're going to play every single game.
4: Well, that's what they have to. That's what they're going to have to do if you end up with a second. A uh, second game for one of these teams impacted. You're you're looking at po- pushing back the SEC championship, which will push back your college football playoff. Now, personally, I don't have any issue with that. I'd j- I'd rather employ the games than not. But I'm just looking from a pure uh, logistical standpoint. You're looking at some complications coming down the line. Jacob, what are the chances that uh that uh, Dan Mullen and Coach O got on the phone this week, and I, uh, you know, uh, you know, our defense has got pretty torched this week. What you say we uh, both have a bye week this week, uh, to so try to get our defenses sorted out.
5: Pretty slim, pretty <laughs> <I'm> just, slim. Just, <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I'm Although, just teasing. as much hope as I had in Florida, I wouldn't be totally against it. They, they need a break. They need to figure this thing out so that they can go to the SEC championship instead it, of Georgia.
4: Well, they they got a good chance to, and if they can figure out that defense a little bit, because uh, their offense is pretty uh, pretty fun to watch, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I, like, I enjoy watching Kyle Trask the first couple weeks of the season. We'll have to kind of see if their defense can pick up the pace there. Uh I just am curious what Greg Sankey's plan is uh, what's on the table the SEC's done a good job of having a plan for pretty much almost everything to this point, so I'm sure that they do have a plan uh, but uh but i'm I'm curious to know what that is. This will be a story that we pay attention to throughout the rest of the day to see if Florida and LSU are actually going to play on Saturday. Or not. Jacob, before we take a break, and we'll play true-false on the other side of the break, let's get to our man Pat and see how he's doing this morning. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. Good morning. How's the day good, going?
1: Good morning. Good morning. But, uh, hey, uh, I was going to tell you, I've been reading a little bit about our plastic shields. And uh, okay, that, uh, you do need to uh, sanitize it uh, uh, often. Oh, uh, You know, whenever you sanitize your, after you sanitize your hands and stuff and all, add a, to take a wipe and sanitize a mask, too, because uh, coronavirus does tend to live on plastic more than it does uh, other types of surfaces. But, but uh, it's definitely common sense. It tells you that the plastic shield, if the doctors are wearing it, that you should be wearing it, too.
4: And, uh, I agree with that. I'm gonna follow the, what the doctors say about it.
1: You know, and uh, but but anyway, uh, back to uh, I mean, just like Dan Mullins over there, uh, he's got some work to do with his defense. We all seem to uh have work to do with our defense, except maybe Clemson. What are you thinking?
4: Well, I also think that Clemson is playing a much uh. And this, it, it's an easy excuse, Pat. It is, but I do think that Clemson's playing a much weaker schedule with much less potent offenses on their schedule. Uh, now they played Derek King this past week, and he's a pretty good little quarterback. But Miami's not going to threaten. Uh, not going to threaten Clemson. There's not. No, no, they're, they're they're probably not an offense in that ACC that's going to threaten Clemson. Now you look at the SEC. You've got offenses for days. Just you know, lots of. Lots of teams have firepower now. If they got the total package to uh, really do something about it, uh, that remains to be seen. But a lot of teams have firepower. I mean, te- check out Missouri and a and getting their, their upset wins this week, but both of them putting up over 40 points to uh, to challenge
1: yeah. what
4: people thought well, were top-end teams in the league.
1: Yeah, but Dan Willens Dan hurt my feelings because I thought that Florida – have a chance to go undefeated to the SEC yeah. championship, as well as we do, and I um, mean Georgia does not because Georgia's going to get beat this weekend. And roll
4: tide, uh, huh? <laughs> I just said roll tide.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I just kind of slipped that right on by you, but oh, uh, man. So they, like I said, they hurt my feelings in that I wanted two SEC teams. I like an SEC presence in the playoffs. If they won't go, and I think it's stupid not to go to six teams, at least six, if not eight, in this uh, this this year in the in the playoffs, and strictly because oh that you're not getting a, uh, a good representation of play in, uh on the West Coast, and then of course oh. Uh, you know they did the same thing in the Big Ten where they're only playing eight games versus us playing ten, and it's not apples and oranges. And you play ten games in the SEC, oh my goodness, you're going to get beat up. Hey, even Vanderbilt can hurt you. I don't care what anybody says. Vanderbilt occasionally has a defense that will slip up and hurt you. Well,
4: they nearly pulled think? off the ups- They nearly pulled off an upset week one of the season. <laughs> Against a on the road, no less. But Pat, I'm going to disagree with you there on the on expanding the playoffs. I just I, 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 I'm why, just not. What do you disagree? Boo. I know, but Jacob wants to expand them too. But it, here, but Pat, how many of the semifinal games that we've been that we've seen have been any close? Having close at all, somewhat close. What? do You well, get the Jordan? I, I you got mean, the Georgia I'm a second,
1: But if you've got number one, let's say for argument's sake and everything stays
4: as it is. I think you can pretty much tell using the eye test who's worthy of being in the playoff and who's not. Now, a a lot of years we haven't even had a fourth team that's worthy of being uh, standing up there with the first and second team. So now you want to throw in a fifth and a sixth team to just get blown out. And, uh, you know, to me, I'm just against – uh, adding teams who don't have yeah. a chance to win the title.
1: Well, I, I just I just know this that Georgia and Florida both uh, have a chance to beat anybody else in the country on any given Saturday. Oh, uh, you know, and that's I'm that's where I'm just saying the SEC. Oh, well, they'll have more ten power. games. Well, now
4: now six games left to seven games left to make their case to to pass the eye test, and you know everybody. All these decision makers—they're watching these games much closer than uh, than Johnny Fan. Uh, so you're mm-hmm. you're getting your chance to pass the eye test pretty much every week at this point in the
6: year.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just thinking that kind of picking up—they're uh, going to slip in out there with a oh a bunch of pansies out in Oregon.
4: Oh, they probably will. Know, Oregon, uh, one of those teams out there. It, 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 if uh, Oregon maneuvers their uh, their Pac-12 schedule, they will probably get in. Uh, and, and, that, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. my point. And they shouldn't
1: play in six games. They should not. They shouldn't even be part of the well, equation.
4: Well, what if they pass the eye test? What, if they, they hey, they, they, what yeah, if they look And, and as weak as that
1: conference is and you pass an eye test, what eye test?
4: I Think about know, that. Pat. <laughs> uh-huh. I just I just know that I can see you know I can tell who the good teams are watching TV.
1: You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, uh, okay. All right. All right, Pat,
3: right. Anybody, anyway, Excel anyway, I
1: got you there, uh, but uh, all right. Uh, but mm-hmm. hey, America's Mims. Hey, is he going to Georgia today for sure? What's What's going oh, what to it today, happen? Oh, that's today, isn't it? Today.
4: Oh, my yes, gosh, that slipped my mind. Thank you so much, Pat. I'll have to Yep. Say, what time?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I think 11 o'clock, but I'm not All sure. All right,
4: I'll have to look that up. We're going to take a yes, break, and yes, I'll look when you find
1: it, announce it. I'm listening. I, w- okay. I, will. I will. Have a I will. blessed day. Bye-bye.
4: Thanks, Pat. Thanks so much. That's our good friend, Pat. On the Taco Casa hotline, reminding us that there is a huge five star uh, offensive tackle. Now, we've already got a bunch of tackles or a bunch of offensive linemen in the class, but you can always add one more. Uh, Amarius Mims will be making his college commitment today. We'll find out for sure exactly when that'll be and announce that on the other side of the break. This is the Martin Houston Show, and we appreciate you guys listening out there on this beautiful Wednesday right here on Tide 100.9.
3: Tie 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks as we start our Wednesday morning. Traffic moving well around town with no problems. Of course, if you do see conditions, just give us a call 205 886 8886. October is savings month at Towns of Nissan. Super selection and get top dollar for your trade. At Towns of Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. A big warm up today with a good supply of sunshine. The high eighty six. or
0: tonight, fair with the low at sixty one. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. The high eighty four. Friday, breezy and much cooler with a sunny sky. The high in the middle sixties at sixty six. I'm James Spann on the ABC thirty three forty Weather Center on Tide one hundred point nine.
6: Scott Smith and Softmark Design, doing business for seventeen plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically any and everything you would need to advertise promote and grow your business through strong partnerships strong customer service and creative ideas they'll help you market and grow your business give scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email Is at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com
0: Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Yeah. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. And welcome back in to
4: the Martin Houston Show on a wonderful Wednesday morning. Pat, I did a little Twitter digging. Amarius Mims, it looks like he's set to commit at 3.30, uh, which I believe is Eastern time. So I'm looking for that commitment at 2.30 Central Standard Time for the five-star offensive tackle. And you, it's it's just everybody in the SEC who's right there at the top of his list. Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn. So it's safe to say he's going to go to a school that impacts the Crimson Tide for years to come. Jacob, let's jump out before we play True, True or False and jump back out on the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904, and check in with our friend John from Lake Martin. John, good morning. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How you doing today?
2: Oh, man, I'm excellent. Really enjoying the uh, conversation. But, you know, when I sit back and I listen to everything and try to take off my Crimson Tide hat and look at it unbiased, I can't. I do not see any way out of there not being an asterisk beside the national champion this year because, boy, every fan in America except the team that is crowned the champion is going to have an excuse of something or another because, man, this is kind of play it by ear. Uh, just each week, let's just see what's happening, you know? And, uh, oh, yeah. What do you
4: think? Go ahead. Well, John, I want to know. I want to know. Do you think asterisk means lesser than? You know,
1: it,
2: it 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 is a justification for fans of the teams that didn't win. Yes, uh, that's the way they can justify. it. Well, since there's an asterisk, uh, my team, uh, Ohio State, could have won if we'd have played more. You know, and and the thing about the the number of games played. Uh, I, I think even Pat'll agree with me that um, you know, if Alabama has two teams cancel out because of uh the virus or whatever and they end up, you know, with two less but they're undefeated, we're gonna feel like they deserve to be in the playoffs. And you know yeah. you know Pac twelve feels the same or you know, they every conference feels that way.
4: You're going to be able to watch the uh, watch television and watch the, the teams from all throughout the country, and whether they're playing six or eight or ten games, you'll be able to tell who the top three, four, you know, top three, four, five, six teams are, and from there, you're just going to have to split hairs, uh, which is yeah. kind of what we do every year, and what we were doing even back when we had just a two-team system with the BCS and. I, I think it's all going to work out in the end. I, I, I really bristle up when I hear the word asterisk. This is an asterisk yeah. season. Yeah, it, 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 as long as it doesn't mean a lesser than championship, it, it can mean different. It can certainly uh, signify a different year, an odd year, because we can all agree that it has been an odd year. But I, I, I just struggle by saying if people treat it as less than because these players are still out there busting their butt and even more so this year, uh, going through even more strenuous uh, training this year to keep themselves safe from the virus. I think that it's yeah. one of the one of the harder years to win a championship. You're going to go play. 10 SEC games or all conference games, depending on which league you're in. I think it's one of the tougher years to win a championship. So while the asterisk, I agree with you, John, to me it stands for different than, not less than. Yeah,
2: I agree. And uh, like I said, you know, I believe it's more of an excuse uh, that people people have a good excuse. Uh, But you are so right about you can look and tell the talent uh, you can go to a high school game, and you can pretty much pick out the ones that are going to be able to step up to the next yep. level. I, down here in little Dadeville, Alabama, a few years ago, I used to go to the high school games down here and watch Anthony Jennings, and you, know, you could just tell. you know. It, it, and so you can do the same thing, and I hope we never take the judgment call completely out of football. And uh, you're right. We can watch and tell who's, who's there and who's not.
4: Well, and I, the thing is, whoever wins—and let's all hope that it's the Crimson Tide wins the national championship—they're not going to be printing an asterisk on the T-shirt. <laughs> no, that's true. It, it, I... you, you're going to buy your national championship 2021 T-shirt, and it's going to be—you ain't going to see an asterisk out there. So that it goes back to what you just said. It's for the opposing fans. It's for the opposing yeah. fan bases who are who lose out. Uh, and if if you know, but. Hell, what's what's Ohio, the same, John? Ohio State
2: fans, Ohio State fans put asterisks on uh, about twelve or thirteen of ours already. Uh, that's so exactly right. Watch, watch one more? Let me change subject one more, and I'll just ask and uh, let you talk, and I'll hang up and listen. But All right. uh, I'm I'm a little concerned, uh, as everyone, every Tide fan is, you know, with the the defense. Uh, I don't know uh, Georgia. Have they really looked good against some decent defenses? And I'll uh, hang up and listen. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a great day.
4: Uh, Thanks so much for being a part of the show, John. Always love to hear from you. Has Georgia played against some better defenses? All right. Well, they've played Tennessee. They've played Auburn and Arkansas. Okay. Uh, Auburn has a good defense, uh, but it was decimate. It was kind of – it had a lot of graduates. Uh, rolling into this year, and they'll put up what twenty six against Auburn. Uh, last week they played Tennessee, and uh, Tennessee's got a couple players as well. I don't know that there is a good defensive unit, honestly. Oh gosh, is there a good defensive unit in college football, top to bo- front to back, top to bottom?
5: I, I would I say those are good defenses. Uh, you compare yeah. them, compare them to to Georgia's. Those are good defenses. They're not great. They're, you know, they're not, but they're got not just good defense. average either. Well, yeah. I would say Georgia's defense is elite in comparison.
4: Is, is Georgia probably that front-to-back defense? The, probably the one in, what is it, 70-something teams this year?
5: <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> uh,
4: well, I guess we're going to find out this weekend how good Georgia's defense really is. Uh, or, uh, excuse me, uh, if Georgia has played against any good defenses or not. Because I'd like to think that our defense is good. I think that our defense is adequate. Not good's is the wrong word. Adequate is, the, is probably the word I'm looking for. Uh, I think our defense is very serviceable and can play situational football about as well as you can in college football uh, these days. Uh, Now, has George really been tested? I don't know that George has been tested that much. uh, So, I don't know. Uh, Bo Nix doesn't really impress me as a quarterback. I know he's your favorite player, Jacob. Oh, yeah. But but, uh, he doesn't really impress me. And then Felipe Franks from Arkansas has never really impressed me. And
5: I – I don't even get started on Jared Garantano.
4: Oh, he's your second favorite, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jacob. Uh, let's let, instead of squeezing in true false right here. Let's go. Let's go ahead and hit a break, and we'll uh, find out what you have in store for the people on true false. This is the Martin Houston show right here on Tide One Hundred Point Nine.
3: Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks as we start our Wednesday morning. Traffic moving well around town with no problems. Of course, if you do see conditions, just give us a call 205 886 8886. October is savings month at Towns of Nissan. Super selection and get top dollar for your trade. At Towns of Nissan, I'm Captain Ray.
6: Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service Experience they have the basic car wash that starts at seven dollars, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as twelve dollars and go up to twenty dollars. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at twenty three ninety nine going up to thirty nine ninety nine, in other words, just double
0: On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
4: And welcome back into the Mark Houston Show on a wonderful, wonderful Hunt Day edition. I appreciate Pat and John for jumping into the show and getting involved on the Taco Casa hotline. As always, you can get involved anytime you want. 205-342-9904. Jacob, I've put it off long enough, my friend. Give us your edition of True False this week.
5: Okay, so we're going to get started with two questions about Mac Jones. Um True. I'm 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 gonna have you an article today about the importance of Mac Jones in this game. True. Uh, so I think that he's gonna play a massive, massive role. So in the first three weeks for Georgia <clears throat> against Arkansas, they relinquished 266 passing yards against Auburn, 177, and against Tennessee, 215. Mac Jones. Uh, I I, I want to say he's had 300 yards in every game. I I wasn't aware not enough the to, first, to the, fir- the first game. Look he that up. But like if not, he minute. has been close. Does Mac Jones throw for 300 yards against Georgia?
4: He was just under it in the first game. Give me those yardage totals for Arkansas, Tennessee, and uh, Auburn one
5: more time. Arkansas was 266. Auburn was 177, and Tennessee was 215. It was 215. So
4: they've given up six six hundred fifty yards, basically six hundred sixty yards, in their first three weeks. And the question was, does Mac Jones go over three hundred yards? Was it, 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 Did I follow you? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Uh, de- true. One hundred percent true. I think that Mac Jones definitely goes over three hundred yards. I think you're gonna ha- you're gonna see it. You know, uh, manifest itself. You know, Mac Jones, first Alabama quarterback to throw for back to back. 400 yard games. Um, Now, I don't know if he'll get up to 400, but I think Georgia's going to stack the box and challenge Matt Jones to make some throws. Now, I don't think that that's the best strategy, uh, but I think that that's what they're going to do. They're going to say, you know, if we're going to take away one aspect of this Alabama offense, we're going to try to take away Najee Harris and we're going to take away your running game. And that's going to force Matchy and Waddle and Smith to have to make plays down the field. It's going to have to force the offensive line to protect Mac Jones. I think that uh, I think they get it done. I think Mac Jones is probably going to emerge from this week. You know, I know a lot of people in T- Tuscaloosa are happy with his first cut three weeks. I think uh, it might be a chance to step out there nationally and show, hey, I'm a real deal quarterback, not one of these game managers that people just expect me to turn around and hand the ball off to Najee Harris. I say true. Mac Jones will throw for over 300 yards this weekend.
5: And Mac threw for 249 against Missouri. But like you said, 400 in the past two games, uh, the Missouri game obviously ended much, much sooner. Well, now, he
4: got pulled off the field too. He right, didn't play it, the whole, street, whole game.
5: Now what Mac has done is throw for at least a seventy four percent completion percentage. Uh, currently for the season, he sits at a uh, a uh, seventy nine point five, which is pretty pretty ridiculous. Um, so my question for Mac on this one is for the entire season. Uh, just one game, barely below seventy five percent. This would be a pretty ri- ridiculous stat, and would probably be his Heisman. Uh, you know, the, the the first tick on why he should win the Heisman. True or false? Mac Jones throws for more than seventy five percent completion percentage throughout the twenty twenty season.
4: Oof. Oh man, that's a steep number, and it shows his uh, his efficiency in the first three weeks. He's he he you know he hadn't had a whole lot of wasted throws uh, over the first couple of weeks of the season. And I expect that to continue. I think he's a smart guy, and, and the thing, the, the main reason why I think that it will continue, uh, is uh, the skill of his wide receivers. I think that his wide receivers, uh, the, the the trio that we've got, are probably right up there with any trio in the country. Uh, I, I can't brainstorm one better, honestly. But they they get a lot of separation. They get a lot of uh, d- space between them and defensive backs, making it. You know, making it easier to complete those passes. Does he complete over seventy-five for this season? That's a high number, and that's a that's a, a big boy. That's a big boy number. I, but you know, I'm I'm on that Mac Jones Kool Aid right now. Uh, and for true or false, I'm gonna drink the Kool Aid. I'm gonna say true. Mac Jones, he goes over three hundred yards this weekend, and he carries a seventy-five percent completion percentage throughout the rest of the
5: year. I tell you what, it's gonna be real. Real tight if he manages to pull that off. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to have uh, probably more yards. Ah, screw that guy. He ain't so well, no good. I'm just saying. He's probably going to have more yards. He's probably going to have more touchdowns. Uh, but he's probably going to have more interceptions, too. And probably a lower completion percentage if that holds true. So that would be very, very interesting. Uh, so let's let's talk about our boy Najee Harris, uh, the undisputed leader of this team. True, uh, has had a few rough spots in the season, but false. Uh, <laughs> not not false. Um, <laughs> but he, he really put it together against Ole Miss. Uh, over 200 rushing yards, uh, career career high. Five rushing touchdowns. Ridiculous number. Uh, he currently sits at 347 rushing yards, averaging uh, 6.7 per rush. Um, obviously, just uh, a bit over 100 per game. We, we've talked about it a million times. Uh, you know, Obviously, coming into the season, he needed 1,200 yards. Right now, he's above pace uh, to break the all-time career rushing yards. Uh, record held by Derrick Henry. Um, so we we've seen him, you know, kind of struggle. Uh, week two, week three, he bursts and has a career day. Can he keep the average and break that all time record?
4: I think I did this math the other day, Jacob. Just because this is something I'm like, <laughs> uh, this is one of my things for the year. I think the math uh, for the if, if, if Alabama plays an SEC championship. Uh, a playoff game and a college, and in the college football playoff—that's three extra games. So uh, we played three So he's looking at ten games left uh, if if we play all ten games, and so he needs to average eighty-seven yards uh, across those ten games. Now, if we don't get that SEC championship playoff and uh, a college football, you know, championship game, you are looking at seven games left, and I believe he he's averaged one twenty-four. Over those seven games, so that's a little steeper number. Uh he's going against a great rushing defense this week. Uh Georgia, the number one rushing defense in the country, only giving up 38 rushing yards per game. The question was true or false, does Najee Harris keep up the pace? Uh well, I'm I'm a believer. I've got my glasses on real thick with Najee Harris. I, I I love that guy. Uh if he keeps getting the touches uh he's going to wear out some defenses and you're going to see games like this past week where he get, goes over 200 yards uh barely but but still over the 200 yard mark uh if, if he's getting those 20 carries he's going to rack up those yards and that, now whether he's going to do it against Georgia or not i think he's going to struggle to break that century mark against Georgia i think you're going to see him and Brian Robinson and maybe even some Trey Sanders maybe Trey maybe Trey's in a little bit of the doghouse after his first week but You'll see a little bit of him, uh, probably the th- probably the three of them this week uh, take a more committee approach attacking that Georgia defense. I think he does. I th- I'd say true, uh, just because I believe in not uh, 87 yards a game. I mean, that's still a good number, but but that's a number that he can that he can uh he can attain and a couple more big numbers against against lesser rushing defenses. Uh, I think that he can stack that up. And and I think he's going to make a real run for that rushing record by the time the year's over.
5: This one might be a bit more difficult to predict. Uh, But, of course, Georgia, Alabama, the undefeated teams of the SEC come in. They're going to play each other. One will leave with a loss. However, um,
4: two men enter (laughs) one man leaves.
5: The other would then be expected to run the table. Uh, Yeah. Alabama would arguably have an easier road to that path than Georgia. But regardless of who wins this game Saturday, true or false, the SEC champion will be an undefeated team at that point. At the end of the year, they'll be undefeated? No, Uh, just when they win the SEC championship, not including playoffs. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to say false.
4: I'll I'll, – I think that uh, this year has proven how. I mean, it's it's been weird already. We're only four weeks in, and it's been very strange. I think that. Uh, shoot, I don't want to say say that because then Alabama, who's Alabama going to lose to? Uh, I, I I say false. Who the SEC champion will finish the year with one loss, whether it be uh, Georgia losing this weekend and then running the table, or whether it be us losing the week this weekend and running the table, or Florida, you know, going on to, to run the table. Uh, yeah, I think more likely than not, the winner of this year's SEC championship will uh, enter the playoff
5: with at least one loss. And final one, this one is NFL-related. It's also uh, semi-related to my favorite team. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was released last night after coming back for the New York Jets from injury. Uh, He got just eight touches. Um, Does Le'Veon Bell sign with another team this season?
4: Yes, true. He's signing with the Chicago Bears in about two hours. No, I'm just kidding. He probably hasn't even cleared waivers yet. Uh, I don't know if he he – is he subjected to the waivers process being released yesterday?
5: I honestly do not know. Well,
4: that's not that important, I guess, but does he get signed again a hundred percent? some team i mean he, his talent is undeniable, and he went to the Jets to go waste away and, uh golly, you saw what whoever was that wrote the power rankings for uh for the NFL weird days football yeah the Jets number one weakness football it's they're terrible, they're awful. And, and getting rid of a high-paying running back that Adam Gates didn't even want in the first place, uh, somebody's going to sign him and somebody's going to get a good player. I'm just hoping it's not a team that uh, you know that is on the bare schedule at this point.
5: Uh, what worries you know, me will, is
4: that will, it's the will Patriots. Really would Pittsburgh take him back?
5: I don't think they would. Uh, they, they have a very crowded backfield and not a lot of money.
4: Yeah, but those guys are bums compared to Le'Veon.
5: They are. They are. Don't don't get me wrong, but they have a lot of faith in James Conner, and they've got two young guys that they want to see uh, get some production and, and be effective in the future.
4: I think the, ch- the team you just said is probably the dangerous candidate to sign him. Uh, sign with the Patriots, get linked up with Cam Newton, finish up the rest of y- the year, and then try to hit – you know, break the bank this offseason uh, with with somebody else. I, I think that's a dangerous team to watch out for. Jacob, that's a great edition of True False. Thanks so much for for, uh, for bringing that to the table this morning. I, pr- I appreciate your hard work putting that together for us. So let's take our last break, and when we come back, let's close down the hump day edition of the Martin Houston Show right here on Tide 100.9.
3: Tied 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 69 South at Maxwell Loop Road. Emergency crews from on the seat. No other problems, but if you do see conditions, just give us a call 205-886-8886. October is savings month at Towns of Nissan. Super selection and get top dollar for your trade at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread.
0: Good morning. Is Alabama a renewed hotspot for COVID-19, or are the numbers relatively stable? Those are questions being asked this morning after CDC has listed Alabama as seeing critical increases in the virus. However, hospital admissions are down, and numerous counties are being listed as low risk for the coronavirus. 44-year-old reform man James Curtis Wilson has been indicted in Pickens County on three sex crimes after he allegedly raped developmentally disabled women at a group home there.
6: Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles of... Alabama
0: sports, your show, your Your team, team. the Martin Houston show on your home for Alabama sports tied 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app.
4: And welcome back into the Martin Houston show on a beautiful Wednesday morning. Joe Gaither and Jacob Harrison sitting in for Martin this morning and we had a blast playing true or false. We caught up with uh, with Pat and John from Wade Martin. Talked a little bit about the LSU and Florida game potentially being canceled and a whole lot more. Jacob, thanks for joining me this morning. Follow Jacob on Twitter at Jacob Harrison, two J's and two N's. Follow me on Twitter at Joe Gaither, number six. Coming up next, we'll be inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson right here on Tide one hundred point nine.